Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. who we have not seen in so long. Pastor Mike DeBinke. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm back refreshed from an amazing vacation. Uh, I want to thank the team, you guys, uh, for keeping everything going and uh, just being a blessing. I can't tell you what a blessing it is to be the, the pastor of a church and have the ability to to take a sabbatical or a break, a vacation, and uh, just be able to relax because you know the church is in great hands. And uh, Pastors Eric and Rachel, Pastor Chris and Nicole, they are a great blessing to us, and I know they're a great blessing to you. So let's give them a hand. I don't really know what's going on here. Do we need counseling or something? Okay, because you're not sitting by each other. And uh, maybe there was trouble. So, but anyway, yeah, I didn't mean to call you out, but <laughs> let's all pray. No. <laughs> there we are. Some cool things. Um, This is a fun part of what we get to do. We are taking over the service. So, Pastor Mike, I know, I know. Pastor Mike called me last yesterday, and he's like, you know what? Got a little bit of this going on. Can you do the message? I was like, sorry, I can't. And I felt so bad because I knew he was going to have to work on a message. But it wouldn't be this awesome right now. So, Pastor Donna. Yeah. Today is officially Pastor's Appreciation. Pastor Appreciation. And we as a church wouldn't be where we are if you guys weren't where you are. And I... And pastors Eric and Rachel, you guys stand up too, you know, you're under them. Come here, come here, come here. And uh, Jorge and Julie in the back, can you stand up just, yeah. They are great assistants. This this right here, my wife, you got to stand up too. Oh my God. This was the team that was here for you so you guys could go get rested and relaxed and tour the world, but, you know, just kidding. You guys deserve it. They did an amazing job, and we're going to celebrate you after service, immediately after service in the multipurpose room. Uh, People have gotten together and gotten some stuff for you, but I am going to take over the rest of the service, and I need to just... 
have a message for you guys and everybody else. So if this time, if everybody could be seated, Jorge, Julie, they made it happen. So um, the, the Candyville people were amazing. Uh, they went a little long, um, but it's good. Uh, how many of you guys saw the breaking news about Israel under attack? It's crazy, right? Uh, we'll pray over them right now. And at this time, we're going to give honor where honor is due, but we're going to give faith to our prayers to God the Father. Father God, we honor you right now. We pray over Israel. We pray for the ripple effect that this could have on the world. Father, we as the church stand in agreement that the fewest amount of lives as possible are taken in this horrible event. We pray for a minimum lives lost. We pray for the war to be swift and justice to be done. Father, we give you all the glory, all the honor. We thank you that we can pray for you. We know that in these last days that there's going to be problems arising all over the world. But we know that our God is the ancient of days, and we can boldly go to you and pray. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, the message today is giving honor to where honor is due. And we really wouldn't be, I want you guys to look, look behind you guys. Look at all the people here. And you guys have been faithfully serving the Lord for over almost 40 years. Wow. Because uh, I'm almost 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> I hear you laughing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm blessed, and I'm just going to jump right into Scripture. And, guys, if you like this church and you love this church, this church is a church that puts the gospel of Jesus Christ above all. And the Bible says, you might say, oh, I don't like it when people honor pastors. But, mm. The Bible says to honor those in authority over you. And I don't know about you, but my life and my marriage has benefited from your ministry and work for me and so many other people in here. So I'm just going to jump right into the message. Um, love you all. 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Pastor Mike had to spend hours working on a message <laughs> that he's not going to be able to share today. And he spent hours and hours and thousands of hours of his life preparing messages for us. But let me tell you this. Messages are one aspect of the work of the ministry. If Pastor Mike didn't have corresponding action, if Pastor Donna didn't have corresponding action to what they were teaching, we would have no fruit. But the thing that they spend more time on is living the life that lets Jesus be glorified. And they live a life that is exalting not themselves, but they've put themselves for almost 40 years in a servant position to serve us so that we could know who to call when we need 
we call out to Jesus Christ and receive our salvation. And we pray to our Father, and he answers our prayers. Thank you. So when we give honor, double honor, how can we give double honor to people that are servants? How can we give double honor to people who say, follow me as I follow Christ? And this isn't a monetary thing. You can buy into what they've already bought into. And when you give double honor to people who have given their lives to serve, you realize that if just as you were benefited from their service, and you realize that their service is not for you, but it benefits you, it's for Jesus Christ. How do you give double honor? You buy into the cause of Jesus Christ. You follow after them by the example set before them. Just as they follow the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus said this, I do what I see my father do. I say what I hear him say. I had the privilege of growing up in their home. And I got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly side of ministry. I got to see the side when pastors would pour their heart and soul into people, and the same people would turn around and get mad at them. They weren't really mad at them. They were just mad at their situation, I think. And because they were mad at their situation, then they would attack them, and they would say things about it, and I'd get so mad, and I would feel like, because, you know, when you're a kid, how many of you kids ever heard your parents talking about stuff that you weren't supposed to be hearing? Yeah, you know, and Pastor Mike and I, they always were, were doing their best. And to be honest, growing up, I was very nosy. I was like, what are you talking about? Nothing. It's none of your business. Well, yeah, it is. They had to really grow me out of that because I, I'm a natural, I want to be in the know. And God's really helped me with that through the example that they have. If people don't want to tell you something, don't ask. You know what you should ask? Can I pray for you? You don't need to ask to know people's business. You don't need to ask for God's grace so you can let your light shine. And in talking to them and, and hearing behind the scenes, sometimes I didn't get the whole picture. I just had to piece together. And I would hear them and see them spending hours and hours with people. And those same people would turn around and just say horrible things. And then not just leave the church, but leave the church and try to take 10, 20, 30 people with them. And then what I'd always end up seeing is that when the people left for those types of reasons, the people that they took with them never really did anything with God. And they kind of walked away from God from the whole drama. They got uh, burned out by the blowout. And it would get me so mad that you guys wouldn't defend yourselves. And I really had an issue with that. And you might say, wow, okay, what is he going to say? <laughs> I'm going to need a chair. No, I'm just kidding. But then I realized through your example that you guys weren't in it for you to start with. And that's the most freedom I've ever had is knowing why we do it. Because if you were in it for your glory... You would have defended yourselves. But you weren't in it for your glory. You actually prayed for those that abused you, used you, 
And you, man, did you give a great example. So I hope to honor you today and bring you honor that you deserve because you've shown me, and not just me, Pastor Eric, Pastor Rachel, Nicole, you've shown the people that serve under you that we're not doing this for our glory, but we're doing it specifically for Jesus Christ's glory. How do you walk in love so well with people who are nasty? Because you've received that unconditional love and realized that when you guys were nasty, Jesus loved you. You literally are calling people to follow you as you follow after Christ. And I'm forever grateful. Forever grateful. Another scripture, Hebrews 13, 7, it says, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. When I consider the outcome of the way of life that pastors Mike and Donna have had, you know that they have peace? Do you know that they will come in the midst of a storm, in the midst of crazy chaos, they'll come to the hospital when called. They've had some of the biggest storms in their life. When Pastor Donna was diagnosed with cancer, she was praying and keeping in the family, but then she's going and praying over people who are dealing with things. Why? Because she wasn't doing it for her glory. She's doing it for his glory. And now everything, it's, everything's good, so don't be worried. But it was such an example that in the midst of the storm of life that I'm going through, it doesn't mean I can stop giving him glory. And how you guys have given him glory that in the midst of your life situation, you continue to follow after him. Isn't that a blessing? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Guys, I want you to consider their outcome. They've been married for almost 40 years. Or coming up this year, right? 39. Next year is 40 years. Consider the outcome. They're best friends. Do they get in arguments? <laughs> Barely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I consider their outcome. Because when there's friction, there's grace and love. The first thing they go to is grace and love. Is it easy to love somebody for 40 years unconditionally? Probably not on your own strength. But you guys make it look easy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13 says, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. That scripture really jumped out to me. Esteem them. How do we esteem them very highly in love? Because of their work. But what does it say? Be at peace among yourselves. <laughs> you know, I hate it when my kids argue with each other. I have three amazing kids. Amazing kids. But they all have completely different personalities. And they all, have, they all know each other's buttons. Jack knows Noah's buttons. My little three-year-old knows how to really get under my 12-year-old uh, skin. I mean, he just knows. And Jack will be like, eh. 
And I can see him like, don't do it. No. And Jack's like, and he just has this smile and chaos face. And then I'm like, no, because then I have to deal with the 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 (laughs) aftermath of the explosion. Because then Noah overreacts, and then Noah's like, and it's like, you guys are affecting my peace. Stop messing with my peace. How do we love our pastors? We walk in love with each other. How do we honor our pastors? We follow the example that they've given us. There's a bunch of different people in here. And I guarantee you, every one of you in here has been offended by somebody who says, I love Jesus. How do we honor our pastors and think about their life? We walk in love with each other. We make it easy. I have a hard time doing it with three. I can't imagine how many you guys are doing. And there's so many times, and some of you all in here have gotten in arguments and fights with each other. It's okay. We're family. It happens. But don't think for a second that you're going to get the pastor on your side. Because you're not. And you might say, why is he saying this? I'll tell you exactly why. Because pastors Mike and Donna care more for your equipping spiritually than they do about you liking them. They're here to equip you. You don't know what they said. You don't know how they said it. Pastor Mike and Donna probably do know what they said and how they said it. They've been doing this for almost 40 years. They've seen a lot of stuff. You know what they've seen that works? Walking in love. Forgiving. You know why their marriage is so strong? They walk in love. You're not going to get them to take sides. The side that they'll take is what the scripture says. Walk in love. We've had people get mad at them for them not taking the side. You know what side they're on? The truth. You know what the truth is? If somebody wronged you, get over it. You might say, well, you don't know what they did. What did you do to Jesus? What did you do to God? Your sin against God was greater than anybody's sin against you. Walk in love. These are just things I'm trying to honor you. I hope it's working. Consider the outcome of their way of life and see if you actually want what they have. Because let me tell you, I want what they have. I want a a 40, almost 40-year marriage that literally every time I can pass them. And one fun thing that I do, I'm going to do a little rabbit trail here, is that when you live in the same area as somebody, you know what kind of car they drive, correct? So I love it when I just see my parents randomly in town, and I'll just follow them. And I'll see how long till they notice. Now, my dad usually notices right away. My mom... (laughs) The hills are live when she's driving. She's just rocking out with the sound of music. La! Like, my mom is just always having a good time. So one thing I did to my mom and dad before, I was in a different vehicle that they didn't know I had. And I, one thing my dad and I would do, and my brother, 
we would bump each other with our cars. Not why we're driving, people. Just <laughs> think about it. We just go to a stop sign, and you just boop. <laughs> you know, I've never bumped my mom and dad to where all of a sudden, like, you mom. You know, like, Rah. you know what they do? Oh, man. Lord bless you. <laughs> but one time I got them good, and it was like, it was harder than I wanted to, so it surprised me. <laughs> and they got a little, whoa. You know, I got that head flop, but I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's that hard. But you know when they realized it was me? That anger turned to joy. And I want you to notice something. When you realize that somebody who follows Jesus accidentally might rub you the wrong way, realize that it's somebody that Jesus died for. Realize that it's somebody you love because Christ loves them. 1 Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Now, we already said that. But you guys labor, you work, and you're preaching and teaching. And I want you guys to know that the seed that you guys have sown into everyone in here, it's not just benefiting us, but it's benefiting more and more people. Because people are able to see Jesus in our lives. And I thank you for that. First Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13 says, We ask you, brothers to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. And admonish you to esteem them very high in love because of their work. You might say, why are you saying this again? I'm saying it again because sometimes we need to hear things more than once. I'm learning this as a parent. You know, when I was a kid, I thought I heard and understood everything my parents said. And I was convinced completely, 100%, that they just didn't get it. Because if they just knew what I knew, they would for sure agree with me. Man, I was stupid. Can you hear me? Can you guys turn me up? My voice is getting weak. Be at peace among yourselves. You know how we can be at peace among ourselves? When we realize we have peace with God. Is our day, let's say somebody dies today, we love them, but they know Christ Jesus. It could have gone a lot worse. To live is Christ. To die is gain. I want you guys to know this. I'm going to close with this. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And that's something you guys have done my entire life. 
And you guys have been an example to me my entire life. And at first, in different periods of my life, I thought it was foolish. I didn't agree with it. But it just showed how much I needed to learn that. To know that people are. For me to be in my right place, I need to consider people greater than myself. And the only reason where I am today is because Christ is in me. And I believe the reason that Christ is in me is because I could see Christ in you guys, in your marriage, and in your lifestyle. And I just want to honor you. And I can't put words to it. I'm going to do one more scripture, guys. 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And you guys do that. Can you come up here for a second? Yeah, everybody stand. You guys are awesome. Be imitators of Christ and follow me as I follow after him. I am proud to stand behind you and support you. And I want everybody here to know that pastors Mike and Donna have my full support. And I, my wife, here, are standing behind them. We couldn't get a big enough ladder for Pastor Mike and Donna. I apologize. I'm no, just kidding. Almost through. Pastor Eric and Pastor Rachel, can you come here? Let's honor them. I want you guys to stand beside them. Stand beside them. Yep. We're here for you. Our passion is for you all to find who you are in Christ Jesus. Our mission, and we've chosen to accept this, is to connect people to Christ through community. And we will connect people to Christ through community, through you guys standing with us, following after them as they follow after Christ. And we will do what we are called to do. And we will reach people. And we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we are who God says we are. And we could say what God says we could say. And we could pray by faith. And we can stand on the word of God. And the Holy Spirit gives us boldness to proclaim the truth because we've seen it. Thank you. One final thing. I honor you guys by honoring you guys as well. And I want you guys to know that they, everyone up here, and my wife, I honor you. 
everyone on this stage has given their life. And one day a year, we get to say thank you. And I don't even count myself worthy because you guys are awesome. You guys are incredible. You guys, come on, louder. <clears throat> Let me say this. <clears throat> I knew you before Christ. I've known you during Christ. And you always show up. Pastor Eric will show up even if he doesn't want to be there. Let me tell you, he'll show up. And he's never going to focus on your biggest fail. He's going to always focus on the biggest win you ever had in your life. And that's when you said, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. That's what that guy does. Let me tell you what Rachel does. Rachel has learned from the master, my mother, on doing whatever it takes. On doing whatever it takes. She gets here early. Rachel, we don't know how many jobs. My mom and Rachel has until they're not here. And then we're kind of upset <laughs> because we've been spoiled. Rachel always has, Pastor Rachel always has a whatever it takes mentality. And Pastor Rachel is always going to do whatever it takes. And she's always going to do whatever it takes because that's what we do. And she's always behind the scenes. She's never seeking any glory she always wants people to find their place. My wife. My wife literally is the person that says, yes, we can. When we all think we can't do that, my wife says, yes, we can. We just step over it. <laughs> you guys ever see A Bug's Life? Okay, nothing against anybody up here at all. But my wife is like the Bugs Life ant. <laughs> There's a twig! Stop everything! No, we're going to move over. We're going to move over. We're going to get text to give. We're going we're gonna to get the QR code. No, we can't do QR codes. Yes, we can. She has brought us into 2023. <laughs> The other thing my wife does, if there's a problem, it's not a problem. My wife doesn't get stressed. If she gets stressed, we got a problem. <laughs> she doesn't get stressed. Last week, it was crazy, right? We were like, the stuff wasn't working. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? My wife wasn't here. Kids were sick. And I'm like, did we call her? Did we call her? I'm going to call her. I call her. She's like, it's okay. This is what you're going to do, babe. You're going to take 35 steps. You're going to look up and go left. And then you're going to go right. And then you're going to duck. And then you're going to squeeze into this tight area. And you're going to look to the right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like she's here. And you're going to hit reset. I already hit reset. And then you're going to try it again. Okay. Thank you. She talks me off the edge so much. Pastor Mike and Donna. Pastor Mike, you just believe we could do it. 
and Pastor Mike doesn't care about the details. He's like, no, we're going to do it. And it's not a slam. This is a compliment to his faith. Because he's not afraid. He's like, listen, if God said we're going to do it, we're going to do it. How are we going to do it, Pastor Mike? God's going to show up, Chris. How are we going to reach 2,000 people in the community and have the mayor of Green Acres come hang out with us? Because God said we're going to do it. Pastor Donna, you are so faithful. If anything, I've learned of the faithfulness of God from how faithful you are. You two together are a dream team. The church with you two added to it, that's you too. It's about you, Rachel. <laughs> She's like, yes. We've gone to the next level. You, I love you. The best thing about me is my wife. I'm going to pray over them, and I want you guys to be in agreement, and then we're going to end the service. I want you guys to really be in agreement with me, though. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray over these pastors up here. I pray over the leaders, and I thank you that you help them lead us, serve us, so that we could grow into the image of Christ and reach that many more people for your glory. I'm so thankful that you've brought us to this body, that we are Faith Family Church, joined in it together, that we can do what you've called us to do, be who you've called us to be. Father, I just thank you. I thank you that the best is yet to come. And that we remind each other, encourage each other, that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a 
We love you guys. We love our job. Um, God put us in the perfect place for us. He really did. And we're blessed by that. But you said a lot of honoring and nice things. And I just want to say something about Chris. Is And I don't have time to say everything about him, to be honest with you. Um, there, there's so much good, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But Chris is like Peter, the, the Apostle Peter. And he will fight. It doesn't matter what the odds look like. If he's on your side... He'll, he'll go through, he'll storm hell with a squirt gun if, he, if, he, if, if he's on your side. And uh, he never backs down, and he's a stickler for the integrity of the word, which I admire. And I'm just blessed to not only call you his son, but the executive pastor. sometimes like well I'm not a pastor she does the work and I wouldn't be the pastor I am without that woman right there because this woman that woman right there is pushing me into the gates of hell with this woman she's like you can do it <laughs> she's like so <laughs> she's got me we're gonna say and give everybody the opportunity and say this was a weird message. Now, this is the right message. You guys can see. Have you ever had any doubts or want to know what this church is about? We're about Jesus Christ. We're about his word. We're about the fellowship of believers one to another. And we really believe that if God can do something with this group right here, woo, there is hope for you. Okay? At this time, if everybody bows their heads and close their eyes, we're going to give everybody the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can sit down. It's okay. That way I can see. You guys can hear me? You good? Everybody by your head, close your eyes. Hello? Yes? I'm just kidding. If there's anybody in here that you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and this is for you that have gone to church maybe your whole life, but you've never by faith declared that Jesus Christ is going to be Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to raise your hand. We're not going to have you come down and walk. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to ask you 25 questions. I want you to think about this opportunity you have to call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Is there anybody? I see your hand. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? Isn't God good? He saves somebody. He saves people, two people, when we're honoring people who are serving us. Everybody look at me now. This is what we're going to do. Because the Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you are saved. The thief on the cross said, Jesus, when you enter your kingdom, will you remember me? You know what Jesus said? Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. 
See, people forget so much that the whole reason Jesus went to the cross was so people could call on the name of the Lord and be saved. You know, that was the first person to get saved. Was, I want to talk about cutting it close. I mean, you're dying on a cross. You're a thief, a murderer. And you know the love of God that Jesus looks over at him, realizing that his wrath that he's received from his father is from that guy. And he's saying, assuredly, I save you today. You will be with me in paradise. And God gets the glory. We're going to say this one. Everybody repeat after me. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord. You're saved. We love you guys. At this time, we're going to take up the tithes. teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.